0: Welcome to the Pop Culture Cosmos. Hey everyone, it's Gerald Glassford from the Pop Culture Cosmos. I'm here along with my good friend. He is the man, the myth, the legend behind Humanica Media. You got to check out everything today at HumanicaMedia.com, Humanica Media on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and so much more. It's my good friend, Josh Peterson. We're here just uh, we had so much pop culture going around and flying around this week. We, th- we were going to leave some stuff out and we decided, you know what? We'll just record something here in the middle of the week for everybody out there to get a little bit more of a taste of pop culture. So I know Josh, you've been playing. We happy few to start off with that has been a polarizing game to say the least since it's in, I guess, induction into the world in an E3 of years gone by it is, came out again polarizing reviews all over the place i know you have some thoughts about it this very hallucinogenic type game so to speak so before we get on to what we wanted to talk about this week what's going on with we happy few
1: uh okay so i i, I have xbox games fast okay so i just finished playing i've been switching out because i got final fantasy royal edition for for christmas and i've been kind of playing little chunks of that and then moving on to something else. So I did a little bit of that, moved on to Forza Horizons expansion, Storm Island or Fortune Island, which is super fun by the way. So if you ever get a chance to play it, definitely do that. But um and then, you know, I I finished that and I I wanted to play something else. I didn't I don't want to play Kingdom Hearts yet because I still want to go back and play the second one. So I was just cruising through Games Pass, found We Happy Few. And I remember seeing the trailer at E3 last year. And I was pretty stoked about it. it looked cool it looked like a a bioshock with fable animations and um you know kind of had that feel so i i saw it i was surprised to see it on games pass so i picked it up or not picked it up but i downloaded it and uh you know it's intriguing it's definitely intriguing i i i think i know where the story's going even though i'm only only got about five hours in but uh it i don't know like it's weird because it does have a good social commentary as far as how we deal with our problems as modern people. You know, we kind of like uh, find ways to, to I guess everything can be considered a drug if taken in the right doses. But it as far as game because I, the story is intriguing, but it's the gameplay elements that I really don't like because you're you're out there. There's not really any clear cut way to go you know it's kind of something they they put you out and you get to choose all this different stuff you want to do but they don't give you any hints as to what it is you're supposed to be doing so it reminded me of uh kingdom come deliverance how you just you get thrown into this massive world there's not really a lot of uh instruction so you're just supposed to kind of guess what you're supposed to do and so i got out there and i started playing it's cool because you need to forge your own weapons you gather materials you even need to create your own bandages it really is a survival game and it's At its heart it is a survival game and so you 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 pick up these sticks and there are some things where they say you have to do that right and they put waypoints on the map but like you're thrown to this community and you uh, okay so here's the rundown people inside the city like they they take joy pills because there's some big tragedy in the past that they want to forget about Uh, something involving the children and the germans because it's a post-world war one game i want to say and they they take these things called joy pills and that makes them forget everything like all the bad stuff so all they see is colors and they show this part in the beginning where this guy gets off of his joy pill and what he thought was a pinata ended up being a dead rat so it's a bunch of people like smashing a dead rat and eating its insides but when he's on joy he it looks like candy in a pinata so it's kind of nasty but it's joy just makes everything seem perfect like you see colors you see all this stuff and once you're done with the joy or you choose not to take it, or your body rejects it. You're called a downer, and you're cast out of society into these these slums outside the cities. And that's where things get interesting because you you go around, you have to interact with people in the community need to for, uh, gather materials, forge your own things. Uh, and there's like gang there's gang wars and stuff like that. But uh, as far as gameplay elements, what gets me about this is the fact that you can't not every everything you do requires you to craft something. Like you, if you want to sneak into a city, you have to craft the right clothing to fit in. You want to go back out into the slums. You need to craft the right clothing to fit in. You get uh, hurt. You need to craft med kits. You want to you want a stronger weapon. You have to find all the right elements to craft the weapon. But that's not even where it gets crazy. Is the fact that you have to eat, like you have to eat and maintain your health in order to really succeed in this game. And that's what gets me is because it's so exhausting. There are too many elements working together, and they don't all work in harmony with each other. If that makes sense. So. Uh, I got about six hours in. I'm probably not going to finish it, but if anyone out there has some thoughts and they did finish it, I really want to know what happens later on in the game, and i I probably won't look it up on YouTube. So shoot us an email. Let me know if I'm missing out on anything. But uh, Gerald Glassford, what have you heard about? Because I, I don't remember a lot of the controversy. I remember the the ratings were all the reviews were all over the place, but was there any other controversy besides that involving the game?
0: Oh yeah, absolutely there was. Uh, First off, it is popculturecosmos at yahoo.com, or you can just reach us out on social media, popculturecosmos on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, what have you, and then also Humanica Media as well. But yeah, when it comes to We Happy Few, there was a distinct uh, controversy when it comes to what you were looking at in regards to the drugs. I think the drug use, I think the hallucinogens, I think everything that was going on there initially, as far as the joy pills are concerned, that really got people talking and and not necessarily in a good way. I think it just, a lot of people were thinking it was promoting drug use, that's bad, that's bad, promoting drug use instead of seeing behind the curtain on why that this was taking place instead of going ahead and and finding out more about the game. I know the game was pushed back. I know there were some issues uh, as far as whether it was technical or development-wise. I know the game was pushed back, but ultimately when it did release, it did come out to very mixed reviews, very polarizing reviews, because the fact that I think a lot of Insiders and a lot of video game journalists out there really had this earmarked for something special because it's the game, it's a type of game at E3's gone by that showed off very well, that got people talking and got a conversation started. And unfortunately, for the wrong reasons, with the controversy over the drug use, and then ultimately the release of the game, which came out to mediocre gameplay, and obviously what you're talking about, as far as a story that it's not worth finishing that it just ultimately decided to be a game where it just did not meet up to what a lot of people were expecting. So yeah, it just it's, it's a shame that the door is now closing shut on the chapter known as We Happy Few. Uh, there's gonna, probably not gonna be any sequel because the sales on it were nothing of note or nothing to the extent that I think a lot of people were interested in hearing about because there was nothing really reported on when it comes to the game. I believe did Xbox, actually purchased this game at some
1: point it was am i not mistaken on that they didn't purchase the game they purchased the studio that made it okay well Uh, well, yeah i guess they guess they own it but uh it's it's weird because i was actually just reading an article It's an interview with sean Layden of playstation they're sony's seeing what microsoft's doing they're trying to buy up uh more developers before we uh there's an opportunity for microsoft to buy anymore and and this is weird because this is going to create the first like actual console war because there's going to be so many exclusive titles you have to buy this or you have to buy that and there's going to be very few uh activision ubisoft um i'm sure there are a few others that do cross console games and that's what's kind of crazy so uh, the future is looking weird man it definitely
0: is. I agree with you on that. And hopefully you will stay tuned to our shows on Monday and Friday to keep you up to date on that. I was just going to remind Josh, it's about that t- magical time of the year when he needs to start thinking about E3 among other things. So I will hopefully uh, get him to go ahead and make sure that he attends E3 once again. Cause I know Josh, you always enjoyed your experience so far at E3.
1: Yeah, I have. I'm like, look- I mean, you know it's going to be weird this year not having PlayStation there, and they that was also in the article Sean Layden when he was saying that E3 used to be more of a trade show, and these days it it's become more of a fan show ever since they started letting all the fans into the uh the building, and so he's saying maybe it should just be a uh, um uh, what do you call it like a, a fan oriented event? There's a special word he used, but I don't remember what it was. But uh, was it PlayStation Experience? <laughs> well, he they're doing a PlayStation thing, so his excuse was that e3 doesn't leave enough time for people to get excited and promote games before the holidays and that's kind of true you disagree disagree?
0: i disagree with you i think june is the exact perfect time because during the summer the video game market is dead and that is perf the perfect time to go ahead and get people excited for what's coming up around the corner in september october november december the e3 has always been always been a great point in time of the year for people to get excited for what's coming up in the holidays
1: i don't believe that i don't believe that at all so my thoughts on this is that i think it's a good time to have the show the actual show of e3 and get people stoked about what's coming because most of the stuff that gets shown on these press conferences now they don't come out for you know a year or two afterwards microsoft does that quick montage at the end to show everything that's coming out this year but uh, a lot of it we don't see for a year, two years, sometimes three years or 10 in the case of Final Fantasy. But the uh, as for like a game like Tomb Raider, remember they dropped that trailer two weeks before E3 and there wasn't really a lot of time to market it before the holidays. And I think in that case, there are special cases where that can be true.
0: But I think for some of the big boys when it comes to AAA games, you don't need to go ahead and run commercials for it a year in advance two years in advance whatnot call of duty you that's the best time to do the yearly call of duty announcement of what's coming out is at is at e3 and for other major games you don't need to make announcements that they're on the way you just need to go ahead and maybe show the first gameplay trailers or the first real trailers because that is the mecca of where the video game and also regular consumer journalists that are out there news media from all around the world that's when they gather that's when they're taking a lot of the information as far as what's coming out in the video game world for the rest of the year and also beyond plus also it gets investors excited for the companies out there that's when they tune in they don't they don't always tune in at paris game week They don't always tune in during the PlayStation experience or when Xbox has its stuff or when every Nintendo treehouse, every Nintendo presentation, they don't always tune in during the course of the year for all that stuff. They mainly tune in when E3 is happening and those major press conferences. So I'm very disappointed when it comes to Sony not being there. But then again, they've also said that they're going for fewer, bigger games as opposed to the games uh, that they would go ahead and put out on a regular basis because you and i have spoken before how a lot of sony playstation titles have been put out to die and i've faulted sony on that so i'm not going to fault sony here on the fact that if they're putting out better quality games or at least better quality marketing into those games because there will be less games from playstation in the future then i'm not going to fault
1: I think the, a big issue is though that Sony's kind of feeling their hold on the number one spot slipping away with Nintendo Switch and Xbox One poised to strike when the or Xbox One especially poised to strike when the next gen hits. And Nintendo Switch just all they really got to do is put games out, and that's all people really want. But I kind of feel like their hold on that that top dog spot is slipping away, and they're kind of trying to figure out how they can remain. Uh, you know, on top of the game. So I feel like they're kind of taking the route of the reclusive author. You know, they're kind of just hiding away, putting out a book every year, just so people are like, oh, I can't wait to see what, you know, Dan Brown's going to put out this year. And it's just one of those situations. And I, yeah, quality would be nice, but at the same time, it's just they're, they don't like not being in the top spot. And any, like, Sean Layden is so fool of himself and like i almost hate reading anything that that guy says but for some reason he's enigmatic enough to make the fanboys always like swoon over him and i don't understand that but i'm honestly hoping xbox comes back with this next round of consoles because they have enough studios they have the manpower they have the willpower the fans are willing to give them another shot and uh you know things can only look up from where they're standing
0: but i agree with what they're saying if that's the case as far as limited a number of releases as opposed to what they were doing where they would put out as many as four five six titles if they go two or three a year of their own first party material i think it works out better for them although i i I showed you a link to uh some gameplay footage for days gone that's not looking real healthy that i know was delayed before maybe they should consider delaying that again
1: okay here's my thought on that it maybe it's not going to be great but if it gets delayed again it's going to die that's it like people don't care anymore it's almost at the point where people don't care anymore right now so one more delay and you're not gonna nobody's gonna care anymore it's gonna be it's gonna become scale bound 2.0 looking for an edge
0: the next time you take on your favorite video game then check out Biterbrace high performance gamer wristbands packed with the power of fruit seed oil Vitabrace is clinically proven to help improve performance, giving you a better gaming experience. Head to MiracleFruitOil.com and use the promo code MEDIA10 to get $10 off your Vitabrace purchase. Whether you're looking to beat the time on your latest speedrun or are fighting your way to the top on your favorite multiplayer or battle royale, Vitabrace can help you reach your gaming goals. Buy Vitabrace today at MiracleFruitOil.com that's MiracleFruitOil.com. Spider Brace. Win with it. Speaking of games that are coming out, which may or may not people care about it or whatnot, is uh, three games that are, you know, in its own spot could have been something special, I think, as far as it's concerned. But since they're all coming out this week, they're almost cannibalizing off of each other. And the one I think a lot of people are pointing towards to is the disappointment known as Crackdown 3. I think Crackdown 3 came out with a lot of promise when it was shown off at E3 as far as a fully destructible world. The end result, many delays and many years later, is like what you said, Josh, Is, it, is there, has there's been nobody that really wants to care about it as much as they used to because the fact that it came out as far as so long ago, as far as a preview, it's changed so much over the course of time and it's been delayed to the point where like you said a lot of people don't care and now it comes out in a week where there's two other games of that type of mid-level upper maybe average type level in far cry new dawn which is a based loosely off of the hit game from last year far cry 5 the fact that it takes place in the same time uh, in the same area realm but in a different time frame after a nuclear war and then also you have metros metro exodus 2033 which expands the metro i guess the metro type of universe that's been out there with that's been under the wire for a lot of other people but for for first person shooter fans it's been something that is is there it's been quality it's been very good not great but it's still been very good out there and i'll tell you what josh your thoughts on this week the video games plus a little bit more detailed thoughts on crackdown 3 and i don't know am i am i thinking in the wrong fashion that it's it's going to be something that's going to be really disappointing to everyone out there
1: no you're right it, it's one of those things where it, it it has been delayed so many times like this is a perfect example of what could happen to days gone if it if that um you know if it gets delayed again uh it's i don't know man like i personally have never had an attachment to crackdown i see why people like it i see the appeal of it from what we saw the the first year you and i went to e3 super glitchy looking game didn't even show up last year at e3 and at this point it's like they they didn't really have a choice they could keep putting out marketing material for it but people be like yeah right i'll believe it when i see it and even now it just does not look that good and it came out like it launched and you can't play multiplayer with your friends like that component is still not working so this is one of those games that trickled out of the gate and i think they like they just were like all right we need to put it out or it's going to die and it's already dying upon you know upon release so i don't i I don't think it's going to do so well and especially like since it's on games pass i'm sure more people will be willing to give it give it a go but for for those of us, or not those of us, but people who don't have Games Pass, I don't see like physical copies or downloaded copies selling that well. I don't
0: see physical copies selling that well either, and especially in a week where there's two other games of that type of level. Your thoughts of Far Cry 5 New Dawn, or excuse me, Far Cry New Dawn, based off the same areas that were explored in Far Cry 5. You talked before about how it's using the same type of game engine and how for a lot of people, it's just going to be something with just a different skin on it.
1: Your thoughts on Far Cry New Dawn. Okay, so my thoughts on Far Cry New Dawn, it's, it's more Far Cry. People are going to play it regardless. Like it, it's just one of those, it's the same thing with Far Cry 5. Far Cry 5 did really well because it was a Far Cry game. It's a game that you can play, you, there's no rush. Uh, it'll be relevant for a long time because I guarantee you they're going to put out DLC for this game and it, there's no pressure like it's one of those games where there's absolutely no pressure for it to do well and because of that i think it's going to do well because it, people are still playing resident evil kingdom hearts they're playing uh, you know i guess they're playing crackdown but uh, there's there's a lot to play still people are trying to catch up from christmas and far this is just a great time far cry has always owned the february spot and that's just it's it's worked out for them before i don't think they really need to be anything because from what i understand the games a lot it's shorter, but it's still the it's the same world. It's bigger, new things to to explore, a new story. And it there's not really a lot of pressure for it to do well because it, it didn't cost that much to make. It really is just a reskinning of what they already have. And that's been stated in several interviews with the developers of it. So I I I see it. I see it doing well. I see people playing it. It's in the right spot. You know, there's not a lot coming out between um in between uh you know, now and June, you know, you got Devil May Cry, you got a few things like that, but I think it's it's in the right spot for a game of its type. As for Metro, Metro is one of those games, I played it at E3 last year and I liked it. It was fun. The thing I never really liked about that series was the gas masks uh, because they th- that was such a difficult mechanic to play around with because you run, the filters get bad and there's no place to go to find new filters and then the you can't repair the gas mask and you run out of ammo constantly in this game, they fixed all those, so you don't wear the gas masks anymore. You have uh, wet places, uh, places in abundance where you can craft new ammo. The gameplay is pretty good. The story is good. Like it, it was just a fun game. Uh, just from the forty-five minute chunk I got to play at E3, so I, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll probably pick that one up. And the thing with Metro again is that it is a series that has been under the radar for so long that it, they don't really care about being that successful of course it would be great if they were but it's just one of those things people play it when they play it and that we might not see uh an abundance of revenue for for it for maybe a year or two but it's just one of those games that is endearing it's an endearing series and people will always go back to it when they need something to play
0: it looks like it and i i'm glad the mechanic has gone as far as you said with the gas mask because to me that was kind of a turn off but i'm glad it's more of a straightforward shooter that I think a lot of people are going to be liking. You said, I think there is a little bit more open world, although it's still somewhat linear in as far as the story is concerned, but it, it does, it is taking some steps beyond and Metro Exodus, not Metro 23, because that was the one of the previous versions, but Metro Exodus is coming out this week. It's getting some solid reviews so far. So I just, in the weight of uh, two other games that are coming out, again, they're all at around, to me, the same level. I'm thinking of all three in the same level for one reason or another. Far Cry New Dawn, because the fact that it just seems like it's a reskin Far Cry 5. Although Far Cry 5, for a good portion of last year, was the best-selling game in the United States. I will say also as well, you got Crackdown 3. To me, it's just been so disappointing from pretty much after the initial, everybody wow at the the whole concept of a, of a fully destructible world built in the cloud as far as the memory is concerned of it. So you could just, it's this perpetual just type of destructible environment. From that concept to what the end result and the reality is of a, just another shooter type game just seems to be unfortunate. So I, I see that as kind of a letdown. And also Metro Exodus, which I'm not sure is going to be uh, good enough to the point where it's going to stand out over those other two games, but it could very well end up being the best of all three. We'll have to wait and see. They also, all three of them could get tied down because the fact that Anthem is coming out next week and Anthem could be even heard because of the fact that Apex Legends is coming out to such great reviews and also such a great response for a free-to-play game why would you want to go ahead and spend money on any of those games if Apex Legends come out? It comes out and you know really just tears it up, and a lot of people are liking that. But we're going to hold that part of the conversation to our Monday show because Anthem is going to be a focus on on what's going on with that, Bioware, Mass Effect, Dragon Age, that whole thing as far as that future goes. We're going to talk about that and so much more on our Monday show and how it how it will be affected by the success of Apex Legends from its own same publisher in Electronic Arts. If you're tired of sifting through flea markets for rare and unique games, we can help. Retro City Games in Henderson, Nevada, only five minutes from the Las Vegas Strip, has all your favorite gaming staples, classics, and a wide selection of rare games with new stuff always appearing on our shelves. Come in and chat with Nicole or Doug about your love of games and watch as they help you complete your collection or find your childhood favorite. And don't forget, Retro City Games loves trade-ins. So if you have any Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Sega, Xbox, PlayStation, or even PC games, come in and visit Retro City Games today. Welcome to the new metropolis of gaming, Retro City Games. Well, my friend, that was a great conversation that we had on the video game this week uh, that are coming out. I just appreciate you taking the time to do so. I know we couldn't get to this on our Friday show because we've got a packed, packed show coming up for you. We're going to be talking a lot about what's going on with Leda Battle Angel. I know I've got interview w- coming up in regards to NASCAR. Also, we've got Rob McCallum and the Cosmic Crossfire. We're going to talk also a little bit about uh, antiheroes with a lot of stuff coming out within the antihero type realm. And if it's going to get a little bit too samey, or it's going to be a little bit too much very quickly, and we're going to talk about some of those shows and 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 projects coming up that have all the same type of theme, where these heroes don't want to be heroes, but they have to end up saving the world, or these type of rejects or outcasts or what have you that go ahead and end up uh, being saving the day for some reason or another. So we're going to talk about that on our Friday show. Hopefully you get a chance to listen to it. It's the PCC Multiverse. One last thought, my friend, on the way out, and that is something we should have talked about on our Monday show, and that was the Aladdin trailer coming by. Are you scared like the rest of of the Twitterverse was when when that came out and and looking at Will Smith's Blue Genie, all distorted, all CGI-ish, and just to me it just didn't look 100% good? kind of weird and I, I don't know i wasn't getting the nightmares that a lot of twitterverse was but what are your thoughts on uh, aladdin as it nears its date coming out i think at the during the memorial day weekend
1: uh, i was completely on board till i saw the genie and even that's not a deal breaker for me but uh, there there are some i noticed there's some rotoscoping issues so rotoscoping is where you move things along with the cgi creates computer generated things but there's some rotoscoping issues with the genie's face. So it's Will Smith's face and I imagine they did that through like motion tracking. They put the points on his face and they measuring how all that works, but I, there are some issues where he, his head is moving but his face kind of slips around a little bit. So it has a little mass effect you feel to it, but uh it, it again, it's not a deal breaker for me. I I I feel like maybe there's a better way to do it, but I can't say at the moment what it was as soon as uh as far as like portraying the genie goes, what are your thoughts though?
0: It, it's not a deal breaker to me, but I I don't know. People are trying to equate it to what happened when they first saw the trailer for Alita: Battle Angel, and everybody's oh the eyes, the eyes, the eyes, and they were panicking on that. And I don't know, they're freaked out by oh my, getting nightmares over Will Smith's blue genie, and they're trying to be funny on the Twitterverse and all that. And well, look, it, it is what it is. It does not look like a hundred percent the best special effects job that i've ever seen you're right i think the facial animations are are you know from his real face and they superimposed it on on top of this genie that was created is is yeah and i i understand he's supposed to be big and bad but you know maybe it's a little bit to the body structure is kind of not there yet so there's still some time to fine tune it so i'm not going to make a hundred percent uh you know decision either way whether or not this is just you know end up looking bad or not because it's not definitively out there yet and in my opinion I still think Disney has time to work things out when it comes to the blue genie but overall I'm just not 100% impressed with it whether or not it's going to go ahead and entertain audiences I still think right now as of this point because of the fact is all over the place when it comes to the the type of uh, decision-making and the type of, of things that are g- going on with Aladdin that eh, I'm not sure it's going to be able to produce the numbers that they really wanted to produce. And it's going to be another Memorial Day disappointment for Disney at this point in time. And then also you have the fact that it comes out in a flurry of Disney trailers, which are continuing to hit almost virtually daily. I think after some point, everybody gets kind of tired uh, of it and, and the specialness of these projects, which are spaced out perfectly as far as the movie standpoint, don't get spaced out perfectly when it comes out to the trailers. Because Frozen 2 came out as far as earlier today, the trailer for it. What are your thoughts on Frozen 2? I mean obviously of the two when it comes to more interest more news and whatnot i think frozen 2 is going to beat aladdin but doesn't that hurt aladdin and then what about dumbo you know that all all these disney movies are coming out within days of each other as far as traders are concerned i think it's hurting their projects as a whole overall
1: i think aladdin's actually going to do really well and i don't think dumbo's going to do well at all as for frozen Disney has a way of, like, their sequels always do progressively worse than the one before it. Not progressively, but, you know, maybe a little bit worse. And I haven't watched the trailer for Frozen 2. I will admit that I've never actually watched Frozen before. Y- yeah, I mean, you'd, you'd think that would be something I'd be all over, but it's not. Um So, I, I don't know. I It's... Frozen two, they do that. As far as the trailers go, they do that. Marvel's been doing that too, just pumping trailer after trailer. We'll probably see at least one more trailer before Endgame comes out. It it almost feels like that at the moment. But Disney is, if you if you were someone who just casually watches TV, casually peruses the internet, you would assume that Disney right now is the only company making movies, and that's not good to me. That's weird to me, and it's they're it's all, and I I don't know. Disney has money to market films, but there's a lot of films out there that are, are good but die from lack of marketing. So it almost doesn't seem fair to me. But uh, I I do think Aladdin's going to do well there because it is a beloved Disney movie. I don't think it's going to do well as Lion King's going to do, but it is a movie that is loved by so many people, and it's honestly just the novelty of seeing it in real real time that people are going to be attracted to it. it the genie say what you want about the genie but you just you look at the way everything else is painted though like the the cave of wonders the city just the way everything looks like there there was a lot of time and effort put into that so i i feel like that's going to be a movie that does really well despite the issues with the genie it'll be memes forever but the movie will still do relatively well josh
0: whatever hang ups that you have in regards to frozen you need to just let it go well that's going to do it for pcc extra hopefully you get a chance to check out our previous monday episode that's available now on all of our podcast networks and also on many radio stations it's getting replayed because our radio because our radio shows get replayed what seven days a week for because we produce two new shows each and every week to not only our podcast but also our radio stations that we send out there so it gets replayed all over the world seven days a week and we cannot thank enough those stations for doing so plus also we want to thank our good friends at miracle fruit oil for their awesome Awesome product, Vita Brace gaming, br- gaming bracelets. You want to go ahead and give that a try. We put a promo on here already, so you already know where to go as far as MiracleFruitOil.com. And then also take care of the special code. And we'll still give you a game, I can't right? I think a game is still in the in the offering if you go ahead it and buy is. a Vita Brace.
1: So here's what we're going to do. Uh, if you send us a picture of your order confirmation, we will send you a game. Send it to our email at PopCultureCosmos at gmail.com right is that the one or is it yahoo.com
0: uh yahoo let's go for yahoo
1: okay send, send a, a picture of your order confirmation screenshot that's all we need to pop culture at yahoo.com and we will email you a free game code there
0: you go uh, is it still sonic
1: it is still sonic we'll uh invest in some more coming up here soon but we still have plenty of sonic games to give away Sounds good.
0: Sounds good, my friend. And then also, if you get a chance, check us out on our Friday show that's going to drop. We're going to, like I said, talk about a lot of good things coming there as well. So for Josh Peterson, it's Gerald Glassford. It is another beautiful day in paradise right here on the PCC Extra. We thank you for listening. And here's hoping you have yourself a great day.